Welcome, everybody, to Life Over Par Podcast. We are produced by Prior Media. On this podcast, we talk about life and golf and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'd like to thank everybody listening in right now. And let's get this thing rolling. Welcome, everybody. Episode four of Life Over Par. Uh, we're going to kick this one off with Kevin introducing our guest. So take it away. All right. Our guest today grew up next door to the Tamarax Golf Course in Harrison, Michigan. He graduated from Logan College of Chiropractic in St. Louis, Missouri in 2014 and moved to Maine. He is co-founder of the DC Tree, a digital media and marketing company based out of Midland, Michigan. Possibly his most impressive achievement is the longest drive in his men's league at 352 yards. We worked together over a decade ago, and I'm happy to have him on the podcast. Welcome, Corey St. Dennis. Thanks, dudes. Hey. Welcome. What up? Three yeah, hundred fifty cool. some drive. Come on. All right. Um, <laughs> speaking of drive, Kyle, uh, how did the results go from last week for you? Well, he didn't. My uh, didn't drive so well. Beef pick didn't really drive home the finish that I wanted. Okay, but he made the cut, and he had that. You know, he gave me a little bit of light day. But I think he may play on Saturday. Play with Justin Thomas, and just I couldn't get it, get out of his way. He shot like six over or something. Congrats to Kevin. Um, you had the highest finisher for yeah. us, Deschambeau again. Deschambeau. Okay. Or or Tony Fino. Or, or tied Tony for fourth. That's thirty one in a row. Or not in a row, but thirty one top tens without winning. That's <laughs> crazy stat. Um so welcome, Corey, to the show. Um what what is it that uh we should know about you? Just a little bit. <clears throat> well uh just particular to golf or just myself in general? Uh just kind of a quick oh. introduction to you <laughs> and and uh yeah. How, yeah. how life's going in Maine. Jeez. Dude, life in Maine is amazing. It is so good out here. It's a lot like Michigan, but there's just uh, a little bit more of everything. You know, you're an hour from the ocean. The mountains are uh, pretty decent. I came out here to live and ski, really. Um, and mm. I sort of fell in love with golf again once I got out here because the golf courses are just, even the the local cheap course, I mean, you just turn around. I sent you guys a picture on your messenger. It's just like yeah. mountains mm. everywhere. You know, it's just a great place to golf, really. But um Got married back in 2017, and I have a seven-month-old daughter. So, nice. um, life is wow. busy yeah. as hell. It's a couple of businesses, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Awesome. Um, just, yeah, living my life out here for sure. You said a, a mile from the ocean. Uh, where are you actually at in Maine? An hour. Sorry. Or, an hour or, sorry, not a mile. Yeah, an hour. So yeah, where are you yeah. I at? live in I live in Jay, Maine. It's just a small town. Um, but oh, I'm in tower. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, Port, our biggest, you know, uh, city is in Portland and, mm. um, population wise, and it's quite small comparatively. This whole only has like 1.8 million, like where Michigan's like almost 11 or something. So, yeah. um, okay. yeah, everything's small for sure. But I'm, you know, it's like, uh, it's about like a Harrison where I live. Okay. So, is that something that kind of drew place. you to the area? Size wise, was that yeah. kind of the thing? Okay. Yeah, I mean, living in St. Louis for four years, um, getting my doctorate was a bummer. 
<laughs> I just didn't like it. It was hot, you know. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, it was hot. It was just, you know, you're right by the city. It's cool. There's lots of stuff, but it's not for me. I like the, okay. I like the small town life for sure. Yeah, and then I'm an hour from the like the the two biggest ski mountains out here too. So kind of an hour from everything cool. Awesome, which is yeah. great. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna come at you with a hard question right off the bat. How many days a week do you eat lobster out there? <laughs> uh, ask me again when my student loans are paid off. Okay. Yeah. I would feel like it'd be cheaper out there than it, where we are really having to ship not. them in. Yeah. I mean, the shipping, yeah. But, I mean, it's really not. You go to a restaurant, it's still going to be a $30 meal, you know, okay. regardless. So. Okay. Um, they do have some pretty good, you know, like a, you get like a, what's everybody get out here? The sandwich. <clears throat> lobster roll yep you can get Crab a little cakes, bit maybe. yeah they've already pulled it all out and got but most people like to go get the traditional double lobster meal you know they're just sitting there red hot and you pick them apart and eat them so that's okay. still like a you know decent meal i probably have it mostly when my family visits <laughs> okay or or if i you know saved a little bit of money up and decide i want to go hard on a meal <laughs> anniversary birthday something big right okay they do a lobster mac and cheese a lot which i don't eat junk food but i wanted to try that since i've moved here believe it or not i've lived here since 2015 and i've never had it so anything nice. mac and cheese i'm good with absolutely the self-control yeah. man yeah <laughs> yeah i gotta work on that one um do you have anything kevin that you have right off the bat for him mm, no not right off the bat okay Kyle? He's going to wait till we get deeper. I got a few more. I just didn't know if you guys wanted to jump in. <laughs> okay. No. I think as, as this conversation will go on, I think we'll just be spitting out questions. So, yeah. Um, what is it that made you want to be a chiropractor? Actually, when I was in the seventh grade, uh, my mom's a school teacher in Harrison. She's since retired, but she. She said, well, you're going to do sports and whatever. You, you should go to see my chiropractor, um, Dr. Bolton, right there in Harrison. Um, shout out, Dr. Bolton. And shout out to <laughs> Dr. Bolton. Uh, he's a great chiropractor. And so I, I just went to him, and he adjusted me. And uh, I kind of thought it was going to be more of a sports performance thing. You know, I just thought I'd feel better, I'd be looser, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and it turns out that it actually – helped me calm down a lot. I didn't realize that at first, but it relaxed me so much that I could focus a lot better in school and stuff. So, um, I kind of associated it with feeling more relaxed more often and, and having less like uh, symptoms of, you know, hyperactivity and things like that. Okay. Um, I dealt with that my whole life. So basically I was like, Hey, uh, Dr. Yeah. Bolton, can you, can you explain to me why my, my brain is so happy after an adjustment, you know, and <laughs> he was just kind of like, he's just kind of like, you know, you just, it's, power that made the body heals the body you know he was pretty short with me but he he was just kind of like that's you needed an adjustment you know mm -hmm. so that really kind of drove me nuts like his short answer was kind of like oh man i wish you would have given me a little more but he actually sent me on a path of uh, trying to figure it out myself and i did some mm -hmm. i did some time and like i spent some time with mitch at um the physical therapy office there and you know i tried to look around and see if i maybe wanted to do different careers but chiropractic just pulled me back Thought it was cool there's more to it than than i knew so oh, I'm, it's not just popping and snapping yeah, and I'm, I'm sure so you were seven years old when you first get or you were in grade school when you first got adjusted the seventh, seventh grade seventh yeah grade. Yep. seventh grade yeah damn the first time i got like ever even thought about going was i was probably 
24, 25. Yeah. And it felt like I'm really, really tight. And then all of a sudden after golf, my lower back was just, I couldn't even like sit my, I couldn't sit up straight. And then like my fingers were like, like triggering. So it was, I guess they said it was like the, um, uh, it was like your sixth vertebrae or something. Uh, that was like in your neck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, like, so that's why like your fingers, that's why they call it like the trigger finger or whatever. Like, I don't know what they said, but yeah. I made it down. <laughs> I was we actually, don't ever expect our patients to remember what we say. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, yeah, get just make there. me feel better. <laughs> right. That's the main yeah, concern yeah. usually. But yeah, I mean, I had a pretty proactive mom. She was, you know, into being healthy. And I think <laughs> her main reason was like, it's covered by your insurance. You, you can go. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how yeah. the, how much a chiropractor can do for you. Cause I went as an infant to help with ear infections. My mom took me to the chiropractor, yeah. which I think is pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually have, um, I, I do house calls. So I actually drive around and, you know, serve my patients in their homes or offices, which is pretty neat. Um, I don't want an office. I did that for a while. It was fun. You make, you can make a lot more money that way, but it's not a very fulfilling Right. career in my in my opinion mm -hmm. um just for the type of brain state that i have i like to be out moving i like to change my environment constantly so it just worked out better for me to do house calls it's a really flexible schedule too with a second business so mm -hmm. um awesome. yeah that's been pretty cool but i actually see about 60 percent pediatric cases so I see a little more children than i do adults the first that's time crazy. i went was like last year i think it was last oh, cool. year yeah, yeah like, it was coming back <laughs> from um, our Kentucky trip, riding that bus mm -hmm. all the way back and just like trying to sleep or just be comfortable <laughs> on that bus. It's hard to sleep on that My bus. My neck was killing me for like a week after we got back. And mm -hmm. I finally was talked into going. Like I, I never went. I never even really kind of yeah. thought. It was just like, uh, it might go away. Right. It took maybe two adjustments and it was like, oh, this feels so much better. There, They said it was a pinched nerve. And... Yeah. It, it felt so much better. Yeah. So that kind mm -hmm. of made me think like, what kind of things should we do pre-round maybe for golf that would get us more ready and not get hurt with a, a back or a neck or something like that? Like what should every golfer be doing before the round? Nice. Yeah. There, well, that the cool thing is you, you know, uh, you go out on the golf course and you look around at who's out there golfing. Um, and you don't, you don't need to be a, an elite athlete to go golfing and do pretty well, right? Like right. anybody can pretty much go. Kids can go. Um, it's one of the, as my brother says, it's one of the only sports that you can continue to get better at the longer you live. Mm -hmm. So there aren't many sports like that, right? Um, so, yeah, I mean, people yeah. can do lots of stuff. Um, you know, I think one of the misnomers is that the more, the stronger you get, the like farther you'll hit the ball and all that. Mm -hmm. um, people think that like maybe weightlifting, you know, I have a lot of people ask me like, how, how should I be lifting weights, you know, to prepare for golf and stuff like that. And um, it's actually muscle, much less about how strong you are and much more about how flexible you are and how mobile you are. So um, you think about the best athletes in the world, the most athletic people, they don't specialize in one sport. They're able to move their body in every way that's it, it moves. So, mm -hmm. you know, dancers and stuff like that, like people who aren't traditional, um, you know, ESPN athletes or whatever, um, they're probably the most athletic because they have a body type and a training schedule 
Oh, oh classic interruption. Sorry. I want to. Was that against the national? No, Did I forgot to put it on silent. And thank you, our last guest, Greg Roy, for the text. Thank you. Oh, I man. hurried up and I, put it to silent. That gust of music hit, and the gust of music hit. I'm like, yes, oh. we're in. At least they, that's the, at least that was the noise. It was a gust. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. patrons aren't allowed in, but life over par is in. Let's go. All right. Yes. Corey, I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> sorry, man. Please continue. Good. So, yeah, just, you know, mobility, right? It's like yes. it's all about being flexible and being, you know, one of the things I learned in chiropractic school about movement that, um, that I still think about often when I'm doing a workout or designing a workout for somebody else is that uh, being strong through your range of motion or through your flexibility is way more important than just being strong in one position. So, mm-hmm. Even things like the things that we know about, like doing, just doing squats, you know, stuff like that, especially loaded squats with a bar or something like that. I mean, those are uh, cornerstone movements for anybody, you know, to, to, to be strong at. But, um, you know, to be able to do 20 push-ups very slowly, you know, mm-hmm. and be strong all the way through that mobility, be able to go all the way down. Instead of just knocking out 20 push-ups, you know, mm-hmm. how strong can you, you know, it's more about the mobility and um, especially, uh, so your, your, your question was, you know, what can, what can the average golfer be doing? Yeah. To, as, to, we'll just say like, like a warm up. So I'm going to the course right. and before I tee off, you know, I should be doing certain things to loosen up, maybe get a little more flexible. Like what, what, what should I be right. doing? So one concept that everybody can apply to their warm up. uh, first of all, do a warm up. Right. I don't you know how it, many people I see. You mean I shouldn't get, get out, out of work. Car. Get out of my car, get in a cart and go right to the box. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, Yeah, no, I mean, you know, not for optimal peak performance, right? Right. Um, And it doesn't count like loading the, you know, light into the cooler and like dumping the three pound Mm. bag of ice in there. I mean, these are exercise related movements, but it doesn't count, guys. Right. 12 ounce curls help. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much that'll help you with golf, but. Uh, I think we'll talk about that later anyway, but I think um, there's yeah, a so, study uh, on that. Yeah. Yeah. But what if we're in the cart sitting and we're reaching back, stretching our back. Okay. Grab, now we're talking know. mobility here. This is what now I mean. So all right, Kevin, so next time we'll place it in there and then sit and then reach back and grab gotcha. that here. Okay. That's right. Helpful. So here's the concept. Uh, anybody can apply to a warm up. Okay. So you are all familiar with um, the act of walking. Yeah. Right. Pretty fair to say. Yep. Most, most of the listeners out there are going, yeah, I think I know that. Um, yep. So that's basically Logan, yep. a lunge, right? When you, yep. when you take a step forward, you're doing a lunge. Um, mm-hmm. And we just kind of combine that movement to walk around. Well, one of the really interesting things that was brought um, to my attention um, in about 2016 was the concept of adding what they call a matrix to your movement. Not like the the thing where you dodge, dodge bullets. Dodge bullets. Yeah. 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 That is probably a good flexibility move and maybe possibly a yoga move or something, but you no know, a matrix is uh, moving in all the directions that your body is designed to move in. So if you're going mm-hmm. to go out and do a lunge to warm up your, your hips, your pelvis, whatever your low back, don't just lunge forward. Also I'm, I'm uh, unfortunately wearing corded headphones. I yeah. uh, because I'm a, a normal human being. I put my AirPods, my cool, expensive Mm-hmm. AirPods on top of my car, and then I yes. drove somewhere. Oh. Yeah, because you use them when they're on top of your, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I'm <laughs> here. I can't really show you guys on the video exactly what I'm talking about, but lunge forward and come back. Also, lunge directly to the side. 
And then just like in basketball, like a drop step, lunge kind of behind you. Now you're moving your all of the bones in your foot, um, your ankle, your knee, uh, your hip joints, your pelvic joints, and your low back joints back and forward, side to side, and in rotation, all of the ways they're designed to, to move. So now you've done one thing, simple lunge, but you've done it in these three directions, and you've uh, efficiently moved every joint from the bottom to you know your waist. So... Um, just doing something like that matrix, um, you know, if you want to get out and do some squats, you know, a lot of your power from your golf swing, obviously coming from your, from your lower body and from the motion mm. of your hips and, you know, the drive of your knee and all the jazz, mm-hmm. um, all these different strategies. Right. So if you can all the really better, your brain will understand where your body is at in the world a lot more than it will if you don't move. So movement mm-hmm. creates perception in our brain. So we want to, the more we move, the more our brain can perceive or understand our surroundings, the environment, so on and so forth. So, um, and then like upper body stuff, you know, how easy is it to swing both your arms up at the same time? I mean, this is really pretty easy, easy. right? So yeah, that's front to back, right? Side to side. And then in rotation, (laughs) just like that, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. The side to side pores of the beer. I mean, if you want to hold a beer, you know, that's great. (laughs) It couldn't hurt. um, Yeah. So just simply adding that matrix in, you know, just moving front to back, side to side and in rotation with every part of your body that you can imagine. You don't have to be a skilled movement person to understand those concepts. Just move in all the directions. So another really good, easy example is like, you know, you walk forward all day. How often do you walk sideways? Not very Probably often. pretty rarely, maybe yeah. one step mm-hmm. at a time or to move out of the way. Of Only something. time I do that is to like get my son out of like a cabinet. I'll be like playing goalie and I'm like shimmy over left or shimmy over the right. So like little hands don't go trying to grab something. That's kind of a, right. the only thing I do. So, I mean, you know, people, uh, people are definitely going to look at you funny if you do this in the golf parking lot, but I do it all the time. I don't care what people think of me. So I walk around. So simply, uh, you know, um, preparing for your round by uh, moving side to side with your walking. Easy thing to do would be just move your right foot out in front, step in front of your left foot over, you know, just kind of like keep your right foot in the front mm-hmm. and walk to the left however many paces you have in the parking lot. And then left foot in front, keep it out in front of you and just kind of step like that and go to the right, walk backwards. You that's know? what prior does. That's what prior does when we go down to Kentucky on our first trip, on our first golf and play nine holes when he gets off the bus. Yeah, that's, just, that's the way just he walks. Mainly on Wednesday. <laughs> and then walking sideways. And then when we're and done. I don't think he's thinking about trying to No, I'm not trying to get flexible or I'm just trying to stand. <laughs> and then and then remember, did did we play golf already? Yep. Yes, we did. Yep. Oh mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So those are some pretty quick and easy things, you know, people can do. Anybody can do them. Okay. Yeah. What I had to do with my back is I just had to wear, I had to have like a, they told me like to get a band and then just like mm-hmm. get the band and like a, like a plastic band and put it like around the cart and then just like pivot on one side and then try to pivot on the other. And then that'll try to loosen up your back muscles um, inside of the yep. spasm. So just all stuff yep. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that mimics your rotation in your golf swing too. So mm-hmm. there's actually um, <clears throat> a course that, chiropractors can become certified in it's just a golf specific yeah i remember it cool i looked into it a couple of times uh haven't done it yet so there's lots of chiropractors out there who specialize in golf um 
uh, until my golf game is any better. I don't think I'm specializing. <laughs> I'll stick with my brain based stuff. <laughs> it broke up a little yeah. bit there. Did you say a name to what you were saying there? A certain doctor's name? Um, I'd have to look it up. I no, um, I think the acronym that they use for the program is called TRP, but okay. I, I'd have to look that. I should have looked that up ahead of this. Um, I can actually peek right now. TRP golf. Um, yeah, there's a program that you can get certified in basically. Okay. Chiropractor scan. Cool. Hmm. I did not know that. TRP golf Academy. Yeah. yeah. With ours, it was like down in Florida at our, at our location, we had it where, um, our members, our members, like they have their own, like they have their gym and they have one guy there that specializes, um, in doing that and getting people ready for their rounds and stuff like that. And, yeah. um, I really thought it was fascinating because someone's like, well, I didn't, I didn't, you know, they had it like in their minds that like they have to do this before they play. And if not, then it's just, everything is just a wash. Like they, right. they just always go back to them saying like, well, I didn't stretch my back or I didn't do this, you know, yesterday when I should have. And that's why I played bad. And I think that on their- you get used to being warm when you play golf and it's hard to go back for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's actually why I started swinging harder this year. You're getting a lot longer drives, a lot longer. Um, I'm getting about 20 more yards out of all of my clubs. Um, just, just because I'm not afraid to swing hard because mm-hmm. I'm actually warm when yeah. I go play golf, which I wasn't the last three years I've done my men's league. So, um, three fifty, three fifty plus, uh, Damn. you mentioned before we started, that wasn't your longest drive on that hole though. No, no, I've made it farther, but that was my longest in a match play. So okay. when, you know, that was the, boy to the guys we were playing with he's like i've been golfing here since 79 i've never seen anyone hit the ball that far <laughs> like inspecting my clubs afterwards like oh geez. <laughs> like, dude i've got 20 year old clubs you're not gonna find anything good yeah thing, a trampoline phase what is this like? <laughs> yeah. you got a corked uh corked driver corked driver yeah so yeah how long have, a, how long have you been in you this league stand? what's that how long have you been in this league so this is my fourth year playing. Nice. nice. You have yeah. a handicap you'd like to share or not? Sure. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of it. I just, it's not, um, I've played with people who have a lot lower handicap. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's like in the scheme of golf, it's probably not that great. Mm-hmm. The first three years I stayed steady at a 32 and this year I'm at a 21. So, you so you guys play 18 for your league. Well, we, that you're right. So you, you're, you would split it in half. Okay. No, we don't. Okay. We just play nine. Oh, okay. Um, but, but I just, the number on my gin app. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, it's not bad. Good. I mean, it's been, a, has it been a while since you started playing before you started for these last four? Yeah, pretty I mean, much. I mean, I, I played since I was exactly. a kid, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the par three that was, that you guys were talking about in the last episode was, um, mm-hmm. was bought up against my parents' property. So I used to just ride my four-wheeler out there and collect drive balls and stuff, nice. bring them back in, you know, try to make five bucks or whatever. Awesome. And the third hole of that par three, if you just went into the woods and like over this little hill, maybe 40 yards or so, you were in my backyard where I would actually be driving, you know, balls out there. 
there. So it'd be cool if I wanted to evenings. The place isn't open anymore, so I can yeah. I can say how I illegally went on there and played like the third <laughs> and fourth hole all the time. You know, yeah. I just walked over there I with a couple totally clubs. I mean, if played. you're living on the course, but, I mean, you should be able to yeah. just kind of go on and play. I'm surprised they don't just give you a membership yeah. anyway. Right. Yeah. yeah. Living next to the course, not really on it. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, and then I, like I played, um, I played quite a bit. My brother is actually really good. Um, he, I say he's really good. He's a, I think he's a very good golfer. Um, mm. he played for GVSU for a while and, um, oh, wow. he plays just a lot of golf. I mean, he's just like, he's a great guy. I'm Greg's probably golfed with him quite a bit. Um, okay. younger, younger like brother. he's an older, older brother. Older yeah. Brother. He's eight years older. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. He just yeah. actually texted me cause I was asking him where, where have we played? Cause I go, I come home to Michigan a lot um, for like mm. long weekends to go play golf with him. Oh yeah. So he, he says we play uh, Boyne, Crooked Tree, Bay Harbor, the Gales, Treetops, Arthur Hills. I, to think I haven't played Treetops yet. That was fun. Yeah. Go to those like stay and play deals where you you know you stay mm. for like three four days and you just play forty five holes a day and just go to every course you can. Right. It's pretty fun. Did you play in high school? We need to get a stay. We need to get a stay and play kind of deal going with this old life over par. We've been plugging these stay in plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe the, maybe <laughs> the Doherty will give us one. We can stay down yeah. the road and, you know, we yeah, say just, no yeah. free ads, but we just keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, I made sure to, uh, here you go. To not represent a brand. Uh, I see what the everyone knows. Yeah. 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 That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Did you play in high school, Corey? Not like in no. in for the high school team or anything like that. No, right. Mm. Okay. No, I wish I would have. I wish I could go back and and play golf more seriously from the time I was young. You know. Yeah. But it just mm. it just I was too distracted. You yeah. know. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get into. You had to it. get that back cracked a couple more times. You'd focus <laughs> on it. <laughs> I needed a brain adjustment big time when I was younger. So. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah I wished uh, I would have played younger as well that would have been yeah uh, i think if i could go back and do that i would definitely pick that up earlier that would be great um to get back into more of the chiropractic side of it um is there any like at home tools that uh would help you know keep the body healthy i know people use like rollers and stuff is there stuff like that you suggest this is a PG rated podcast, right? Say whatever you oh, need. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're like, is there any tools? Just gonna try to make some jokes. PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure yet. We know India's out. Knock them out. What are the other ones that we got out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, at, at home tools are pretty cool. Um, I, I honestly think mobility drills are the most important thing. You know, just moving in the three directions the body's made to move. That's you're gonna get the most bang for your buck. Um, that's what your brain understands. All these other tools, um, compression, compression tools, massage guns, rollers, rollers that vibrate, rollers that are cold. I don't know. You name it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of tools and stuff out there that you can use. Um, Mm -hmm. If I was going to suggest that you got one in specific for golf, um, I'd say like a Hypervolt or some sort of uh, Theragun. There's a lot of different brands out there. I was going to ask about those. Not trying to like, you know, free. We just said no free ads. (laughs) All right, so shout out to this company here. That's yeah. coming up. Shout out to <laughs> for the massage Nick, gun. Nick will beep it, it if he has to. Yeah. Put that in the teaser. Because yeah. I'd seen an ad with 
Colin Morikawa, you know, like advertising this Theragun kind of thing. With all yeah. these different attachments, like he's hitting his elbows with it, his knees, like everything yep. with him. Yeah. And so what's um, that really doing? Yeah, it's kind of cool. So you're, you know, you're, you're obviously your brain runs your body. So we know that most of the coordination of all your body systems is controlled by the brain. Um, uh, aside from some things like parts of the heart and whatever that have their own, um, their own little spark. Um, so your, your body is constantly monitoring frequency and vibration. That's kind of how it works. Um, all of your joints as you know, when your bones come together and slide together, your, your structure and the function of that structure, um, all the sliding joints, that's information to your brain. So if you, if you have a joint that is held tightly together because you have tight muscles, you have a tight muscle around the area or a set of tight muscles, complex of tight muscles, and you're having that joint held together and it's not moving and sliding like it should, then it's basically like having the light shut off on that room in your brain. Your brain's not seeing that joint anymore because it's not moving. So vibration devices are really handy. You can, you can trick your brain into perceiving movement that isn't happening which is cool. It's just like magic. You know, your brain will think it's moving at 30 Hertz frequency or whatever. It'll think you're sprinting, but really you just have a massage gun on your tissue. So that's what those are for. They, they basically overwhelm the signals that go back up your spinal cord into your brain. And when they do that, your muscle just by default does the only thing that it can do. And it quits receiving a, a signal. So, you know, your muscles only have one job and that's to contract. Okay. When they're so not, with, when they're not doing that. With that, what's the difference between like doing that and like I've seen online, um, I'm seeing on social media like the like the cups that they have. You know, like sure. I'm not sure what's the difference between. Yeah. Is that just taking blood away from the muscle, or is that just doing? I'm not. I have no idea. Cupping is a pretty cool thing. Uh, there's a lot of different types of therapists that can use it. Um, acupuncturists use it. Chiropractors use it. PTs. Um, some, I'm sure some medical doctors are in sports medicine practices using them and stuff like that. I don't personally um, have any training with cups. I've had it done right. to me and we learned about it in school in the sense that we got to try it on our friends basically, but uh, it wasn't something that I took an immense amount of training on. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of kind of cliche statements that people make about cupping. Like for mm. example, um, yeah, pulling the blood out of a tissue. And then, uh, when you take it off, of course, letting new blood go back into that tissue, it's kind of like cleaning out a sponge. Um, hmm. you know, uh, anytime you put pressure on a tissue like that, whether you're pushing down on yeah. it, um, or sucking the stuff away from it, you're, you're kind of removing, um, the function of that tissue for a little bit. And, you know, that can be good too. It's just like icing. Um, oh, you know, you're just kind of slowing down the, the metabolic process of the muscle. So yeah, I don't, I'm not a cupping expert, but cupping would, would be more for like, uh, injuring a muscle and then rehabbing it in my, from my understanding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Good question though. Cupping okay. does look cool and it makes those badass yeah, marks on nice. you. Nice. You're spotted up. And it sounds dirty to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, I got <laughs> cupped. I got cupped on Tuesday at my chiropractor's office. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, not for a quad. Right. <laughs> um, somebody at work actually asked me this one. Um, he's like, "What would you say to somebody who might be scared to go to a chiropractor because they've heard negative things, or you know, I've heard people say like." I don't even think they're real doctors, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, 
right. would you say to that? Lot of lot of uh, issues like that, like stigma with chiropractic. It's a pretty young profession, really. Eighteen ninety five is when when it sort of came about and was developed for. It's been being developed since then. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you think about medicine, you know, thousands of years old. Um, so that I think is where the confusion comes from. It's like we don't really know what these people do because nobody's looked into it. Um, mm. So it's not a really common thing. Although they, there's lots of statistics out there, but um, millions and millions and millions of adjustments happen every year, you know, just in the United States alone. So um, it's a really, really safe uh, procedure and if it's done appropriately. And one of the biggest things that I tell people, uh, they often, uh, I have to talk to people on the phone before I visit them because I don't want to drive all the way to their house to find out they're not a candidate for care. So um, I've actually had this question uh, yeah. daily for the last five years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a little bit nervous. Like, what are you going to do? Um, so just understanding the concept of what, what any type of chiropractic care is doing to the body and then learning about um, maybe what your specific chiropractor is going to do, um, questions that you can ask a chiropractor before you see them. First of all, I would, if you don't feel comfortable going, don't go unless you find out you can have a consultation before you, you know, have a consultation. If you could, if you go to a chiropractic office and they're not willing to give you a face-to-face -face con consultation with the doctor, just find somebody else, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, they're going to run you through the ringer. It's going to be uh, the Walmart of chiropractic for sure. <laughs> they're not even willing to talk to you, you know, so um, not like, to slander another chiropractor, but. Or Walmart. I feel like that'd go for any <laughs> doctor. You know, you would expect any doctor to tell you what he's going to do to you. And if he doesn't, right. don't go to that and doctor. Physical <laughs> there practice, might be some you know? cupping or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just going to lie down. You're going to lie down and I'm going to, I'm going to use some cups to suck you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sign me up. Yeah. No, I think um, you know if you're if you're nervous, obviously just do, do a little bit of research. Um, the the whole real doctor thing is really quite funny because we you know we just mm -hmm. the level of schooling that I got myself into when I became a chiropractor, I did not understand. I did not. I thought it was yeah. going to be way easier. Yeah. Um, I just thought it wasn't going to be that bad or whatever. So it's 300, it's a little over 300 credit hours in, that you do. We go year round. So um, 15 or 16 week trimesters. So you, you're in school most of the year. Um, we do our, our internship and our externship during that time, the last year and a half. Um, uh, 300 credit hours just for people who are thinking like, what does that even mean? Uh, a general bachelor's degree that takes most people four years to complete from a normal uh, dual semester mm -hmm. uh, type of school year is around 120 to 124, you know, something like that credit hours. So um, I was in, you know, I say I, the chiropractic students go through um, somewhere between uh, 14 to 18 classes at a time. You know, um, we take, uh, four sets of national boards um, that allows us to be, you know, nationally recognized as a physician. We have a national provider number, which is something that physicians have throughout the United States recognizes you as a physician. Um, That's what I was going to ask too. Is like, so, so you're in Maine, and say you want to move back to Michigan, or your family wants to move to another location. Yep. Are you able to get licensed in another state, or do you, that just pretty much hold Every enough state. weight where you're able to? Okay. Yep. You can go to any state. Um, if it's been a really long time since you've been through school. You know, right. I don't know what the actual number is, but they might, they may make you take a test, you know, it's just like a test to make sure that you, you know, you still remember what you're supposed to remember 25 years later. Yeah. Right. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's the, I wish, I wish there was more money in making people feel better, uh, naturally, but there just isn't. Yeah. So we don't get the lobbying their public, the money isn't there for us to get the public to understand that we are doctors, that we do a ton of training. We know how to refer to and work with other clinicians and physicians and surgeons and things like that. So especially the younger chiropractors, um, the newer generation of us that, um, you know, have had more science. We've had more, we've had just had a little bit more of an updated understanding of what we're doing, you know, mm -hmm. um, in the nineties, they thought that pressure on the nerve was the problem. Like you have a bone out of place and you have pressure on your nerve. You have a pinched mm -hmm. nerve, right? Like I even heard you say it, there's a mm -hmm. pinched nerve. Yep. And in the nineties, they did this study with fresh cadavers. Like people would die. They would, their bodies would go into these research things and then, you know, they would use their bodies for this. And so what they did was they, they, put the bone they put very finite sensors on the nerves uh, in different parts of the spine and they moved these fresh people right these recently <laughs> passed <laughs> cadavers right into these positions so that they would they could measure how much pressure was on a nerve right they tried to move some of the bones slightly outside of their natural placement things like that and they basically what they found is that bones would need to be broken in order to have the amount of pressure on a nerve a normal, you know, anatomy would have hmm. to be basically broken, right? So we're not going around with broken backs. Um, <laughs> right. So that really, chiropractors were like, shit, what are yeah. we doing? You know, like, what are we actually doing, right? Yeah. And so it was, yeah. it was kind of at that point in the 90s that they started to study the effects of the different techniques that chiropractors could use on the brain. And how does it actually affect your overall health? How does it affect that, you know, kind of master controller of what's, you know, making you heal and guiding your body to either recuperate or to be under stress. So um, I think if people could speak to the chiropractor or have a conversation with the person at the office who was answering the phone or whatever and try to get a consultation mm -hmm. if you're nervous, if you're on the fence about it, you know, make sure you feel comfortable. Um, I like to explain everything that I do, obviously, like all the reviews on my Facebook page and stuff like that, <clears throat> Google, People are like, it was amazing. He told me exactly what he was going to do. And then he did exactly what he said. And then I felt better. <laughs> and it's like, how is that even a review? That should just be a standard yeah. experience, you yeah. know, in a car, but it's not. So, um, <laughs> like, yeah, I wanted so, a cheeseburger at this restaurant and guess what? They brought out a cheeseburger. Expectations are not high. The top one on Yelp right there. <laughs> yeah. Got a cheeseburger yeah, so, when I wanted it. <laughs> right, right. I felt better after my chiropractic adjustment. Go figure. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, people are nervous or whatever. Like, that's a pretty normal. Um, what you see on YouTube, Ring Dinger and this other guy. I mean, just some of these people who are, you know, have basically gotten famous on YouTube for cracking really loud cracks and pops and stuff. Yeah. Yep. That is one of over 300 certifiable techniques in chiropractic. So, it's one way to do it. We all learn how to do it. We're very, very good at it. We get over four thousand hours of hands-on experience while we're in school practicing just the setups of these moves. Um, we have a very strong uh, understanding of the anatomy and what we're doing. You know, it's very safe, um, but it looks crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. It's I like that you, you brought up. That, like, yeah, I like that you brought up YouTube. Cause I have seen some of those videos, <laughs> like the guy that has yeah. the strap around your oh. head, basically. And he's like, all right, yeah. here we go. And then it just yanks yeah. your spine out of you. <laughs> What's right. your thoughts on that? Probably because like strap. five nine, you want to be six foot. The Y strap. <laughs> is that what it is? The Y strap. Just had to get that leverage. It's all about leverage. 
<clears throat> so the Y straps, the Y straps, pretty cool. I personally, I mean, I have some friends that do it. Uh, I say friends, colleagues, you know, yep. um, some of my colleagues that that do perform these procedures. Um, that is just simply an an over dramatic version of of a simple technique called traction. So you know, uh, most chiropractor massage therapists they just kind of pull on your head. You know, they just kind of stretch back, stretch back, reach up there. You know, dig underneath the back of the skull and pull mm-hmm. a little bit. That's very very good. That just separates the spinal bones, gives the discs that are in there some space. Um, you know, relaxes the muscles, so on and so forth. So the Y strap to me, um, and, and when I've experienced bits of it before, if it's used appropriately, it's, it's really safe. And those guys that do those adjustments, they screen the living daylights out of people. You know, they've got x-rays, they've got, you know, they've got, Mm -hmm. they're not doing it to somebody who has spinal stenosis or some sort of, you know, degenerative disc. They're not going to do it to those types of people. It's clickbait. Young, healthy people. Right. They get the clicks because they use that. Yeah, kind you know, of. and it's a pretty exhilarating thing. I mean, I've had a very minor or I guess like um, gentle version of that done before. Um, and, you know, it was great. Just like any other adjustment, it felt awesome. But uh, that's yeah. I when, I, when I got adjusted, like it just popped and I thought like I echoed like through my mouth. Like I felt like it just, <laughs> just, my head just felt like it exploded and I stood up and like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm like eight inches taller. I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, you know, we're missing that any joint you have that's not moving, you know, there's hundreds of joints in your body. Mm-hmm. They can all be adjusted. You know, there's no, um, there's no better medicine for the body than, than a, a, a functioning joint. <laughs> it's like, we so kind of need those. Yeah, I know so some people like, that do like those, uh, a functioning joint. A junk, yeah, it's more of the upper kind of joint, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You said like, um each chiropractor has their own, you know, their way of doing things. And, and it's like on a golf course, like Zach Johnson, he goes about his business, you know, he hits fairways and it's short, like it's, it's calm collective. And then you have uh, the, like Dustin Johnson's and you have Tony Finau's that, or Bryson DeChambeau's that, you know, gun it out there. Um, if you were a, and you're a chiropractic, what would be your golfer? Like who would be, who would represent you? Me. <clears throat> I, my initial instinct was to say Greg Norman. No, probably not. Uh, mm. Phil Mickelson says some stuff on Mike sometimes that I feel mm. like I really connect with. Like he'll say things like, boy, that didn't play out like it did in my head. You know, they stuff what? like that. Like, like that didn't really play out like it did in my head, right? Like he's always willing to try stuff, right? So I think mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Um, I practice uh, neurologically based chiropractic. I have, um, you know, uh, extra training on neurology in the brain. So I think like I'm gentle, I'm careful, yeah. but I'm also uh, willing to 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 risk it, you know, and do yeah. do some experimental neurology stuff to help people get better from things that maybe they wouldn't from a normal um, a normally trained chiropractor or something like that. So yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Nicholson. I thought uh, you okay. would have said maybe, uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez. Okay. He's got a pretty <laughs> oh, uh, unique yeah. warm up, knees yeah, together yeah. and just kind of swinging around. <laughs> hey, I mean, I've done, I've, I've thought about maybe like doing like the worm, like the breakdance, mm. the worm. <laughs> get, That's gotta be get good everything for you moving. Yeah. 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 Whatever yeah. warms you up. Yeah. 
Yes. Phil's got a 14 ingredient coffee that warms him up apparently. So <laughs> yeah. I really like him in the psoriasis, the psoriatic arthritis commercials too. So oh, I got yeah. he's got a he's kind of representing, you know, arthritis, which is a big thing chiropractors <laughs> help with. So is that where he does a little shimmy? Is that where that's from? No, no that's, 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 that's just that's Phil being Phil. That's like, that's like, that's <laughs> no, that's a, that's, that's a his warm up. So you brought up arthritis right there. I remember hearing when I was younger about cracking your knuckles and I've had people tell me, don't crack your knuckles. That will cause early arthritis in your hands. Is there any truth to that? That you the know, very first, the very first day, uh, I'm super confident to answer this question. Okay. This is like, <laughs> I, I got it. Okay. Very first day at chiropractic college, we have this gentleman who's probably in his late 60s, who's the professor. We all come in there, we're nervous as hell. It's the start of this crazy mm -hmm. career choice and all this stuff. And he's at the end of class, he's like, I just, I just want to leave 20 minutes now. Raise your hand if you have what you believe is probably a stupid question. You know, everybody's like, you got to <laughs> ask this guy questions, right? <laughs> and, and he's like, leave your hands up, you know, and like, put your hands back up after the first question is asked or whatever. So like the first person was like, mm -hmm. did I just create arthritis? You know, they're like, huh? Yeah. huh? You know, is that okay? Or no, like we just want to keep doing it. So please tell us it's okay. <laughs> and when we went back to the second person, there was like only two people where there was like 17 before. So most of us wanted to know the answer to that question. <laughs> just about everybody wanted to crack their fingers. <laughs> Yeah, we just like we don't care about any of the stuff we're gonna learn. Just like tell us, are our fingers gonna be okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, uh, that's probably okay. You know, if you're like a chronic uh, knuckle cracker, you're you're most likely gonna be okay. The best possible way that you can do it would be to distract oh, the fingers. If you like, pull on. your finger a little bit, you know, you that's probably that. better than crushing and smashing them together. <laughs> it um, sounds better. It looks better. Twisting. <laughs> you don't you know, look as badass. We don't look as badass no. before a fight if you're so like, yeah, <laughs> wait, let me just get you. one at a time. One at a time here. Hold on. It's just not as cool as, as really getting it down. You have to stand next to like five of your bros. They all have to pull your fingers on each side at the same time with one big crunch. Okay, I'm in the game. Again. <laughs> Ready to go. But yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, people who crack their neck, who crack their joints and stuff like that, your body is designed to let that happen. So if it happens in a natural movement, it's great. If you have to really, really force it, you can do damage to your joints over time if you're pushing that joint in a position that it's not supposed to be moving in or you're moving those sliding spaces in the wrong direction on each other, you know? Mm -hmm. I think about anything that slides your brake pads or whatever, you know, any two things that slide against one another, eventually they're going to wear down. But if you force it, it can make it worse. So I had, I had a buddy, um, you might be on the show um, later in, in our pod, uh, our buddy Chris. Well, he... he what he does is he brings his shoulder blades and he pushes them back and he makes this big popping noise. And I don't know. He's like, yep, this is pop my sternum. I'm like, did you? Like, I don't <laughs> know. Like, what was I'm it? Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't think you can, but what, what did he just like, I mean, he always does. He just like, whenever he like relaxes or he just like stretch it real quick and I just go, and then it just makes the biggest pop. I'm like, gotta be it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me that? to say without like examining him, you know, uh, or whatever, but uh, maybe it was one of his cups popping off. I don't know. <laughs> could be. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely he could just lost a cup, you know, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're stretching back like that, you're every, every mm -hmm. bone that rubs up against another bone has the opportunity to, you know, pop. So yeah, yeah you can pop all sorts of stuff in all sorts of positions. <laughs> 
I do have a listener question here. Oh, great. Uh, we did get a few. Well, we did nice. get a few. Um, attraction. Yep. The first one here. Um, thank you, Drake. Is there ever a fear of putting somebody in more pain than they showed up in? He goes on to say, I've seen some of those techniques and it looks like one wrong move and things could go bad fast. He's got a point. He's got a YouTube clickbait kind of experience, right? Like he went on, he checked out the Y strap. Mm -hmm. He decided cupping was probably more for him. Um, (laughs) It just looks safer. It looks a lot safer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, um, no. The short answer is no. I mean, I, I have, uh, all chiropractors, you know, have a tremendous amount of training in what we do. We don't do things unless it's appropriate. For the most part, there's bad dentists, there's bad surgeons, there's mm-hmm. bad chiropractors. Sure, some people are going to be a little careless and, and maybe hurt somebody. Um, I don't really have that fear because of the the neurological practice that I that I use. You know, I'm utilizing what I know the person's going to do to recover. So I'm mostly putting people into a state of recovery. Um, taking them out of the fight or flight or stress response. And I'm not super focused on like how many of their joints can I pop in one session type of thing. Um, but that cavitation style, it's called high velocity, low amplitude, that type of adjusting where you, you do a very quick, fast motion, but it's not a lot of force. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it looks kind of gnarly and it sounds crazy, but it's quite it safe. Nuts. Yeah. 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 I thought it was like, yeah, just relax real quick. Like, all right, just breathe out and then whoop, like, oh. What was that? Right. So the yeah. nature of conservative care, working on somebody with your hands or instruments, whatever, um, you know, yeah, uh, we have to have that conversation with people. Look, you're in acute pain. You, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have the signs and symptoms. You have, maybe you have an MRI study that shows you have a disc bulge. You're still a candidate for care, but you're going to shake the snow globe a little bit when you work on somebody. Uh, how am I going to, when you stub your toe, what's the first thing you do? Ow. You grab it. You grab it. You rub well, it. You yeah. cry. You yeah, cry right? a bit. So you, reach down and you try to move that, right? You mm-hmm. rub it. It just feels better uh, when you move that. So that same concept applies to something like chiropractic care. Um, it's probably, it, it's not uncommon to hurt a little bit, you know, uh, after care to be sore from that type of care. Um, so, you know, you're, it's not really a risk. It's a part of the procedure. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're generally, if you're working on something that's already in pain, that process of working on it could cause a little bit more pain, but we're careful. We ask a lot of questions. How's that pressure? How's that tension? Mm-hmm. Good. Is that pressure okay for you for that? You know, I'm going to leave it there for a minute. You, know, you kind of just tell people what to expect and it's not that bad. Okay. Do, do you have any understanding of like uh, the way that the tiger went about his back surgeries? Like I know it's, it's not chiropractic, but he went actually like under the knife to get relief. Um, do you know anything of like how his back is fused like what how does that even what is that do you haven't like i have no idea he's like yeah Yeah, i mean i can talk about surgical procedures if you yeah yeah i just didn't know like is it just uh is it a disc they take out and then they just fuse the spine together or there's a mobility but i don't i had no idea. right there's a lot of different surgeries um because the of the complexity of the biomechanics of the spine so you know um there's three different main parts of the spine, your lumbar spine, which is your low back spine. There's five of those, um, those bones that sit in there. So those take a lot of load. Um, they curve forward and they cause a lot of people trouble. Um, you know, it's a pretty, it's probably one of the, I think it's like 80% yeah. of people will experience low back pain in their life. Um, <clears throat> 
I haven't met the 20% who never have. I mean, mm-hmm. I've even had some and I don't ever have pain, but I've had some back pain before, right. you know, my low back or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can yeah, Greg, basically, Greg Roy this when he was sitting on those stool last episode. He, I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> when I watched him get up, yeah, but, damn, uh, Greg. I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you guys gotta have shorter podcasts i'm fine i'm still <laughs> oh, fine. great i'm still fine i don't know if you guys can tell but i'm standing i have a standing desk and you nice. can see this is actually my desk behind me it's okay. standing i don't have any chairs there is a chair in here but i don't use it um, i mostly put my laundry on um so oh, standing nice. uh, so having a standing desk is one way to avoid uh, what you guys are going through you might need to rethink well, Kevin, man, Kevin, if you get a raise maybe we can we can get a raise desk. <laughs> I, I i would have to get a different room for the podcast that's for sure <laughs> yep sponsors taller table comfier yeah. chairs yeah we'd have to do that you can work into that you can work into that but yeah so to answer your question about surgeries i mean some people yeah. just simply don't respond or yeah can't respond to the level of their expectation to conservative care. You know, sometimes you just, Mm. uh, when you're working on somebody like a chiropractor or a physical therapy or anything like that, you're relying not only on your skill as a practitioner, but you're relying on the ability of your patient's, uh, healing. Right. So like if your patient can't heal, you know, so sometimes when, um, load, uh, the load, uh, outweighs the tissue's capacity to hold the load, you can't work there anymore. That's, ability is gone that tissue is unable you know to perform so that's when they do surgery um i don't know the specifics of tiger i remember reading about it all ago but i don't remember um i'm pretty sure he had some fusions in his low back and basically um they don't usually remove a disc um sometimes they'll scrape it apart um if it's like sequestered is the term like broken apart or anything like that most people don't have that that's usually like pretty crazy traumatic stuff but i'm sure somebody's gonna type into you guys like well actually tiger did have a sequestration that chiropractor's a quack you know i don't know about his i don't know about i don't know about tiger's specific situation but yeah yeah basically surgeries are sometimes you know it's a it's a that's going to be great. It's the long shot. You know, you just, you don't right. know the, the statistically surgeries aren't like a given, you know, it's not like yeah. we know we can go in there, we can do this. You don't know if you're going to be able to rehab people with lots and lots and lots of money and the ability to have vitamin injections and personal trainers and personal chefs and, you know, yeah. personal car, but you know, all that stuff. I mean, they can make a surgery outcome amazing. And sometimes uh, people who I think, Oh, how are they even going to survive a surgery? They pop out and they're like, happy go lucky afterwards. It feels great. Right. And then sometimes people who had what I would consider a pretty minor thing that maybe could have probably just been treated conservatively, they go ahead and get a surgery and it, it I don't want to say ruins their life, but it, you know, it right. takes them down a peg for sure. You know, it doesn't go right. It doesn't go well. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, surgical procedures are a crapshoot. Yeah. Sometimes they're necessary. Every time like Tiger, every time Tiger says that, I'm like, he's just talking. Like he's just, he always has the answer. Like he's always stone cold about it. But you, you're pretty much saying exactly what he's been saying. He's like, I didn't know. Like I didn't know, and validated. Tiger's the best. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a surgery. Yeah, I, I retract my statement that said Jack was the best. Like two yeah. episodes ago. Right, best. We'll All ask right, you next, next week. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Uh, another question we had kind of goes along with Tiger and his back and everything. Uh, it said, how does back pain affect your golf swing or overall mobility? Mm. Great question. Cause you're saying like, you know, this person's asking me, I'm already having back pain. How am I about to go play golf? How's this going to ruin my golf game? So yeah. on and so forth. Um, there's a simple answer. 
and then there's a more complex answer. So we'll start with the simple one. If you guys want me to expand, we can do that. Okay. But basically, <clears throat> basically pain takes up part of your brain's processing power, just like, just like your computer when it has lots of stuff going on. It'll tell you, give you a little warning. You know, CPU usage is high. Um, same thing happens uh, with pain. Pain's a very dramatic uh, and uh, metabolically active state for the brain to be in. The brain has to be super tuned to that pain. It takes up. It takes over. It you know, it really right. takes a lot of the economics of your brain. So, um, so it can affect you in a lot of ways. It can affect your your mental game. You know, if normally you're pretty cool and calm, if mm-hmm. you're feeling pain your brain will be in fight so if pain is present the brain will be in fight or flight which as you guys i'm sure have heard of before the fight or flight response right it's like your stress Mm -hmm. response your heart rate goes up your breathing gets shallow your oxygen and your blood goes down a little bit because you're breathing fast um, and you're really quick i feel like i get like that if like if you're under a tree and like your hands are like (laughs) you might hit like the the base of the tree something like that and you're like all right you know you take a couple practice swings you look make sure you don't hit a limb like all right i think i got this and then all of a sudden you're like (gasps) Yeah. 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 It's a lot of pressure, right? It's like that. that, And then you quad. Physical, mental interaction happens at stress, at the stress level. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, simple answer is pain removes your brain's ability to be uh, calm, cool, and collect and to help you focus on what's most important, which is just nice, solid, easy, uh, instinctive movement. Like that's what golf's all about. Um, Just playing instinctively and, you know, playing, repeating the patterns enough so you're brain and your body are comfortable with them and you can do them under any on any lie at any situation under the tree you know so when you have pain it 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 takes away your you know your ability to be better a better golfer and also um will uh, do things like tighten up your muscles obviously so if you have the pain your brain's going to try to protect you from that brain pain and the only way it can do that is to keep you from moving so that's where you get that muscle tightness the locking Mm -hmm. up of you know whole areas of the spine just your brain saying don't move that so you're, wrong. you're physically handicapping yourself in playing your game, but also mentally, you know, like you're not able to stay focused on what you need to do because, I mean, you're just concentrating on your back pain. Starting out with a 50% battery at the front of an 18-hole round, you're not going to do as good, period. Right. You know? I'll, I'll right. tell you how yeah. it affects me when my back hurts. I don't golf. <laughs> That's probably the correct answer. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Now, do you yeah. put ice or do you ice it or do you heat the general the jury's kind of out on ice and heat right now. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of opinions. Uh, a lot of it's like coffee. Is coffee good for you or bad for you? I don't know. It's great. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, know. I'm not qualified, <laughs> but I mean, in I my professional curious, opinion, like, <laughs> yes. it's great. Only well, if there's like, you know, chocolate in it. Right. Yeah, if you just search something like that, like, is coffee good for you or bad for you? You know, it's like there's 59,000 Google results that say you are going to fucking die if you have <laughs> coffee every day. And then there's also that same amount that's like, by the way, coffee's like uh, helps you with longevity. It provides your brain with focused brain waves. It, you know, it's an antioxidant. Um, so, you know, um, the answer with ice is my answer for ice or heat is if it's an acute injury, if you just did it, if you got a hot low back or some sort of weird injury that's puffy and it's already swollen, don't slap the heat on it. Probably not going to help. You know, you're already inflamed and swollen. So heat just keeps that situation going. Um, chronic stuff like, you know, I've had this back thing in my back going on for like 13 years. It flares up three times a year. And when it does, I slap some heat on it. That's Kevin. Uh, 
Yeah. That's funny you bring that up, Nick. You you nailed it because for me, it's like every once in a while, I'm like, all right, it's probably just like inflamed. Like I I put ice on it. It's about once a year for me. And last year, it hurt. I heard it like I've never heard it before. Could not really walk for about two weeks and was going from doctor to doctor. And the heat and ice thing was different every time I went to a doctor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Heat it. Ice it. Never put ice on it. Don't ever heat it. It was like, holy cow, guys. <laughs> my my rule is if you if you, yeah, if you try yeah, if you try something and it feels good, do it. Yeah. You know? I mean let's use common sense. If it re, if it responds your body responds well. And every one of them had more. an explanation for why they said what they said, but <laughs> and yeah, they, and they, sense. they probably All really believed right. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for mm. sure. It's crazy. This is going to be a tough question. one, tough one okay. for you. Um, how many beers should a guy have to stay loose during a round? <laughs> swing juice, swing lube. A little swing, yeah, lube. swing lube. Birdie juice, yeah. Um, yeah, so actually, oddly enough, I was pretty concerned with this when I started golfing because I noticed a pattern uh, at men's league. You know, it's uh, this, usually it's a woman, but I don't want to be gender, I don't want to. Yeah gender by this role i could be a man driving around uh serving alcohol on the cart thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> so i would notice that i would bring two beverages with me that was like what i did i stuck them in my you know stick them on my cooler stick them in my bag whatever um i don't have a little cooler or a mini cooler or a medium cooler like greg or <laughs> whatever cooler. what's his dad called uh, big, or a big cooler big cooler or big a big cooler. cooler yeah yeah i'm i don't have any of that i just have like my golf bag so i just usually stick you know a couple drinks in there or whatever so mm-hmm. i noticed that if i ever visited with the cart beverage supplier that my game would deteriorate after that like i'm like oh three drinks is too much too many for me right mm-hmm. so two drinks minimum was or max was kind of my i sort of came to that conclusion and then i started uh, because i'm a nerd i started to look up like studies you know and like trying to find out like is this a thing you know like is there like a, the right amount of alcohol that i know where so, this like, is coming, going well, yeah it there is a ton of research about, yeah. um, and it, it actually, uh, if you step away from alcohol and just look at the bigger picture of arousal states. So like when you do certain things, you, uh, when you, when you introduce yourself to certain challenges, uh, certain levels of arousal will actually help you or hinder you depending on what the challenge is. So more intellectually difficult things, lower arousal is better because you're, uh, you think kind of like zooming out, get the big picture, get the get the bigger picture on things, right? Like you're not thinking about every detail. You're kind of more thinking about it as a whole. Mm-hmm. So a lower arousal state will help you. Well, what does alcohol do to you? Probably the opposite there. <laughs> it inhibits you, right? It yes. inhibits. It's an inhibitory thing. So it, it kind of depresses the system a little bit. So for a lot of people. I'm not so good at scrambles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Scramble golf is fun. Swing hard and drink beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean that some for some people who are a little anxious about the game or who are feeling the pressure or who are trying to make yeah. playoffs or whatever you want to call yeah. it, you know, if you're in that high pressure situation, sometimes a couple of uh, brewskis can kind of bring that arousal level down and let you sort of zoom out and just think about, you know, have perspective. I'm here golfing. It's a good day. I'm swinging good. You know, I'm feeling loose, whatever. So uh, it just so happens to be that if you overdo, you bring that past the level of comfort and this is different for everyone so everyone has a different level of comfort right with um with having lack of control which is what i believe 
is the biggest thing uh, that happens to you when you get pretty drunk is you lose, you lose control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you think about, you know, uh, all of a sudden you get into that control loss, whatever you're not comfortable with, um, you can get over the edge, you know, you get a little too drunk, um, and you go into that fight or flight, your arousal level goes skyrockets and then you're over thinking everything. You're over analyzing what your last swing did. I can't use my six. I, I sliced it last time, mm -hmm. you know? And then you're just grabbing your seven and you're hooking it into the woods because you're overcorrecting, right? So it's like, uh, I think two drinks is the answer. That That is two, what I found. When I, when I tried to look this up, they said that two drinks was just enough that you actually played a little bit better than no drinks, but anything right. over two was uh, all negative. So, so, who, so who went to, uh, when we made the term, when we all played together, who, who grabbed two drinks? Well, yeah, there's had, a there's a vodka to start though too. <laughs> there's a tolerance variable there too. There is. There right is. There. They actually did this really cool study where they compared what they called light drinkers and heavy drinkers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I think if you just looked at like amateur golfers, like I think most of them fit into the heavy drinker category. Mm -hmm. um, most of them I know. Yeah, yeah. So the heavy drinkers actually did have a tolerance, and they were they were able to do. Um, a decent amount more uh, imbibing. So, you know, if you drink often and a lot, then, you know, maybe the two, the two drink rule isn't going to work for you. So as our, as our podcast doc, two beers is the answer. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can remember like standing up, like graduating, like saying an oath, like do no harm or all that stuff. And now here I am like five years later, my, my culmination of my career is, going ahead and endorsing two alcoholic beverages. Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> hey, I'm fine with it. Friend of the podcast. That's great. Beer. <laughs> I was talking earlier this week, Kyle, you're going to remember this, Kevin, mm. uh, an outing that we put together years ago, the mid Michigan masters Ooh, yeah. classic. Ooh. Yeah. And this That's whole drinking knob. thing leads me to that. Um, I'd really like to get that thing rolling again, <laughs> try to figure out probably next year to get one of those things around. So uh, I'm not sure on course yet. I know it was always devil's knob before because everyone's getting drunk and we really didn't want to destroy it. Nice course. No offense to Devil's Knob, <laughs> but we're not going to destroy any course. Let's make that clear. No, while I'm, just we're talking talking about, I'm just talking about like swings, getting a whole lot of grass and just divots <laughs> everywhere like that. Cause that's what alcohol well, will my, do. Chaz, Chaz will never make a divot. No matter how many whiskeys he has, he will pick that clean. <laughs> sure. That's right. <laughs> sure. Especially from the Heather. Uh, from the sound of this, I think we just have to do, I mean, we had two podcasts you know, with uh, two people saying Tamaracks. I mean, Tamaracks looks like it might be on the hot seat. From playing there, it is a good place to play and drink. In, really the last, in the last hole, like they say, the stadium, how everything, you know, if you come up the 18th and you have a chance to win it or whatever you need to do to make birdie, that's mm -hmm. maybe do that. You and as you're driving home, that nice long stretch on 27 where you can just race your friends and stuff. I mean, uh, no <laughs> trouble could ever happen. No, we're DDs. taking the bus. Yeah. DDs. Yeah. DDs. Oh, we could take yeah. the bus. Do they have Let's Uber? Do that. Yeah, Harrison? We'll Uber, take the bus Uber to Harrison? Harrison? I doubt it. Probably be pricey. I doubt it. You may want to get a background check on that Uber driver. Just. 
We'll, we'll know as soon you. as he pulls up. I'm your Uber she. driver. Prove it. <laughs> yeah. Prove it. Why do I put lotion on skin? What? What? <laughs> Uh, I don't know why this question came up, but I got uh, any TV shows that you're into right now? Ooh, any binge watching? That's, That's a, a very, great question. Um, that is a great question. With a seven month old. <sighs> yeah. So That's, That's the time to watch it. In, yeah. Mean, uh, my, Much my older than is, they get in the way of TV. <laughs> my daughter is a, a piece of me she does not stop moving she does not stop she's seven months old she's already like climbing up and like pushing up over things and like you know just doing really dangerous shit basically <laughs> so you can't watch tv you can't like sit down and hang no. it's like you gotta kind of be like doing stuff or whatever but um yeah tv shows that i watch but, uh, um i just i work a lot and then i hang out yeah. with my family but um if i had to choose one uh there was this uh top gear basically is what i watch all the time i watch okay. top gear car guy yeah or or the great british baking show <laughs> nice <laughs> i nice. know a lot of guys that watch that i've never seen it before. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's really <laughs> all right yeah. about it cars it and cakes bitches cars and cakes <laughs> <laughs> did you have any questions for us that you may have came up with uh yeah funny. well i kind of want to know is is kevin still a dj no no oh. I, that was you like can't. six months. I know you can't see him right now, but I wish I could turn this around so you could see his face. No. 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 No Michael Jackson. Sometimes How I bring it guys... up to people and they find it very surprising I ever was a DJ. <laughs> you were good, man. You had a mic voice that was killer. Kevin I've heard I have a voice. Together. I heard I had a face for radio. Yeah. <laughs> and the voice to be a DJ. <laughs> There we go. There we go. To be on a podcast. No, Kevin, you were you came in um, to Sound Productions when I was doing their training. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You trained me. So you're one of the best DJs ever. Obviously, <laughs> likely. I didn't stay very long though. Yeah, that's okay. It that was, was fun. That, it is a good job. It's a good gig. I did it for a lot of years. It's pretty cool. Um, how did you guys meet? Like, how do you? How are you all connected? School. I was curious when I just through oh, school. Just going to school like, yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. Through school, we yep. we all played hockey younger. Uh, Kevin and I played a little okay. longer than what Kyle did. Um, yeah. We, uh, I guess, my first or second year, we played against, or I played against, and Kyle. I guess you were on that Green Spot team there. We played against Kevin up in Sault Ste. Marie. It was weird. Two Mount Pleasant teams went up north of Sault Ste. Marie, and two Mount Pleasant teams were in the championship. That was great. Nice. I yeah, mean, fun. yeah, who won, who won that? <sighs> we did. Yeah, oh, yeah, we did. did. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yep. But then after yeah, that, a few years after that, I was on Kevin's team again. So um, we just kind of reconnected on Green Spot again. Green Spot, yeah. Different. You know, we changed teams all over, then the Green Spot hit again, and we were on the same team yeah. again. So That's but, cool. That's yeah, we cool. were always so in school have... together. Same grade, same mm -hmm. school. Graduated mm -hmm. together, yep, nice. all that. You, you like golf, so you're just like, who's the techie? I mean, obviously – prior media right so like i'm yeah. gonna yeah. make an assumption that you're like i know how to make a podcast let's do this well i was again it was not my it wasn't my decision or, or my idea to start with kevin says i don't think it was his but we were <laughs> at a friend's house having a couple drinks and it just kind of like came two. up just, just, two, though, just two. for peak performance purposes yeah we did we did the peak yeah. performance amount of drinking <laughs> i was at my peak and i said we should do a podcast <laughs> yeah so his level of peak performance is a few more drinks than mine. 
Sure. He's in the heavy drinker So category. he thought we should do a podcast, and uh, I just turned on the recorder on my phone and recorded it. And if I'm being honest, I have not listened to that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go at back all. to that. But I still had it like, yeah, yeah, we should do a podcast. Yeah. Sure. And I had some space here and um, blew through some cash <laughs> to, yeah. to get equipment yeah. and the setup. Yeah. And, and here we are. No, it's super cool. I, I can appreciate uh, podcasting. It's I have a colleague of mine who started a podcast and he like sold it. He got sick. He sold his practice. He started this podcast just for something to do, I think, you know, and mm-hmm. the dude is like, I mean, he just, he monetized it really, really well over time. You know, he got really, yeah. he got really good at it. He mm-hmm. had the same layer of questions. He's just, he's just gone so far with it and done so many more things than just his podcast. So I really like being on podcasts at the beginning of them. Cause I think it's cool. I think it's neat to see where you guys are going to go. Not on you, if you, you probably looked into it, obviously, but you may not even know how successful and fun this will be for you guys. So, uh, not yet. No, it's, it's fun. It's at this stage right now where it's fun to look at the map and be like, why is somebody from Washington listening to us? (laughs) Or Italy, Italy. we got six now in Italy. It's like, why is that in Italy right now? But just old Indian people too. Yeah, well, <laughs> not a single one in India right now. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Not yet. Oh, we are, we are or, having or a lot Danny of fun. Yeah. Or Danny Willett. He hasn't listened to it yet. Probably hey. not. Well, I, I had a question that I thought about earlier that I was going to ask you guys. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty curious to know, and it could be this is directed at any or all of you. Do you waggle? The club, you mean? Yeah, of course. No, of course. I mean, like before. No, before you go golf and do you waggle real quick. Yeah, just so like, it's you know, a good warm up waggle. How do you relax? Got to clear yes, the head. Yeah, do you wag- I'm a big fan of Ben Hogan. Like he, I read, I read his book at the beginning of every year. He has like, the, right. I got it right here because I thought we would figure, you know, not to shout out to Ben Hogan for oh, that's fine, yeah, man, advertising this book or whatever. But the Five Lessons book is so legit, and the the waggling thing changed my, that's what took me from a 32 to a 22, not that I, <laughs> all the way to my 22, right? But, <laughs> but that really helped me. That changed my game. So I was curious, do you, you guys um, do that? Do you have a, do you have a, a waggle? What's your waggle like? Um, for me, let me see if I can get myself to, yeah, yeah just right, a, just yeah. a quick, just a, like a really small one, I guess. Well, sure. But then I yeah. always, it seems yeah, like I always kind of, yeah, I Thank you for admitting that. I tap my club, <laughs> tap my club on the ground behind the ball, kind of like close, closer to me than the ball, and then slide okay. it, kind of slide it up to the ball. That okay. seems to kind be how I kind of do it. Kind of just like a little waggle, tap the ground and slide it up. Kind of, I think the top, that's the top about gun it. waggle. Okay, just a small hmm. one. Just a small one. Okay, cool, cool. What about the rest of you guys? You waggle. What's your waggle? What's your Where waggle, you Kyle? I don't have a waggle. In fact, sometimes when I get deep into a round and I'm not doing well, I just step out of the cart, grab a club and hit it. (laughs) And it really throws Nick off his game because he'll be in the middle of a conversation and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot you're not doing practice swings anymore. So, (laughs) Right. I mean, I I forget sometimes that he's just going to step out and bam, swing. I, th- I thought I had time to finish the thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. That's He's not going to screw anything up for me. <laughs> I guess for me, it would be like, I seen Kucher and I've seen a few people um, on, on the tee box is like, they always have like their club face, like hovering, 
before like a lot of people set their club down right. and then go and like Kucher and you'll see like Ricky Fowler kind of has this hitch now where he'll set up and then he'll bring his club up a little bit. Bryson, he down does that. And I don't know. I, I kind of like made me think like maybe I should do that. So instead of saying stagnant and then go like always have something kind of moving. So I always try to have the club hovering a little bit like with my driver, but if anything else, I'm pretty stagnant. I want to be down where the ball is, is, you know, try to find the bottom of my swing. Um, But driving, I have it up a little bit. Nice. My golf partner started doing that this year. He's driving like a rhino. So uh, whatever it is, I don't know. Why I'm He's so. like John Ram's mom. John Ram's mom. <laughs> Shout out, Greg. Rhinoceros. Sure. <laughs> Shout uh, out to Cooler Golf. Something, <laughs> something you said there. Uh, the, the last question, I believe it was. Um, you like to get into podcasts when they're just starting. How many have you been on? Uh, probably three. Four. Um, season vet. Yeah, two, two chiropractic ones. And then, I mean, this one more experience than us. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I this was is on our fourth one, one too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been on a couple. I've been on a couple of okay. podcasts. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's just cool to watch. I, I listen to a lot of because I drive to yeah. my patients' homes constantly. I have a lot of podcasts rolling. My wife is really into true crime, and she Ooh. got me into a few. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not really, or I didn't think I was, but I, they're, when it's done right, I really like it. And there's this, actually, there's this podcast these two women do. Um, can I shout out to them here? Give a shout cool? out, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> crazy awesome. They have, they have like a whole podcast network. They've done really well, too. It's called My Favorite Murder. Um, it's these two gals. And they, they, they mix a little bit of like comedic sort of, like, you know, they have like this comedy and true crime, crime thing that they do like together. And they're mm-hmm. both pretty funny. Um that's been really entertaining. I've followed them and um, I just like podcasts. It's just great. It's just nice to have something other than music. I love music, but mm-hmm. right. when you DJ for 10 plus years, you're just so right. sick of mute, you know, just, <laughs> yes. I want to curate my own playlist and I listen to that on my own time. But like, I just don't, if you play pour some sugar on me, I'm going to throw up. You're just driving. You're like, oh, yeah. to the left, to the left, to the right. <laughs> yeah. Like the throw steering wheel, like just want to turn it to the right. <laughs> throw in some Jesse's Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just any of those like cliche songs yeah. that you always The play, wedding right? songs. But... We DJed weddings mm-hmm. and did, bars. Mm-hmm. Did you ever uh, do any of the DJing on the buses? Yeah. Because I feel, yeah, I like, started, I feel so. like you were on a bus – DJing one that I was on before. It's very Probably. possible. I feel me, like you me, were. Me, me too. Yeah. When before when they first bought the crazy train, when they first when sound productions first acquired their first buses, that's when I I was in the I was at my peak performance with sound productions at that mm-hmm. point. So I had had two sound pro drinks at that point, and I was I was really kicking it. So yeah, I did a lot of that. That was pretty fun. You, you guys both think you may have seen an appearance of- i think so yeah i'm like because i'm like I, i'm like i know him from something yeah. like, i thought i played golf against him in high school I'm like i'm pretty sure maybe like i was a you know maybe he's a couple years older than me and maybe we played golf against each other because when i was a freshman we we're you know we we're on the varsity golf team maybe i played against them I'm like but i'm pretty sure i know him i'm like no i'm pretty I sure know where I seen i'm him. pretty sure it was, was the boss that- I was yeah. that one guy who, other than the driver, who wasn't really drunk, who helped you back onto the bus probably, yes. and then played the yes. cha-cha slide for you. Yes. Cha-cha yeah. slide. Yes. 
So I they feel still, like that was me. It might have been a Halloween bus. Maybe. Mm. I know Brittany got one of those that we were all in costume. It wasn't him. Oh, yeah. was I, I remember who it was. I, I remember that. Oh, okay. I remember oh. I, I, <laughs> you have I a smirk on as, your face like that wasn't a good thing. No, no, no. It was fine. I dressed up as It wasn't Corey, grandpa. though. Yeah. You doing yeah, any, I did a lot of the bus, though. You doing any karaoke out there in Maine? <laughs> I remember you doing some karaoke. I can do some pretty serious. I got, you know, when you do it enough. We used to go to the gate over in Big Rapids. When I worked for Sound Productions, oh yeah, um, that is where my karaoke career really blossomed because people wouldn't go until someone went. <laughs> right, so like you, right. as a, when you're DJing, you had to you had to do it. So I'm like, should I have to like find some songs or whatever? Turns out, <laughs> and still to this day, I'll, I'll pull it out if if I if I'm at peak performance. Uh, Purple Rain by Prince. That's mm. my jam. Nice. Purple Rain. I could I could fill a Not dance it. floor. Purple rain. With, with some purple rain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember yeah, one no, I song in particular that you did at B dubs and it got people going. But I have to look it up real quick. <laughs> but he remembers it. Yeah. I remember the words, but I don't know the song. The uh <laughs> So what are the words? Can you sing it? That's the, a that's song. a no. The, my mind's telling me no, but my oh, body. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little killed it, man. Oh, yeah, bump and grind. I mean, do I gotta bleep bump, his name? Yeah. I think I gotta bleep yeah. his name. Yeah, I think yeah, I do. Right. You probably should. He was an artist who did naughty things. This was a long See? time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Still, I don't sing that still, song anymore. Still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've retracted that from my library. <laughs> well, well, you killed it then. So yeah, Thanks. you know, made yeah. it your yeah, own. Back, back before he got caught, that was the thing. So yeah. some yeah. real jams. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I think this is cool, guys. You guys are doing a good thing, and I think it's going to be fun for you to. I'm excited to keep listening. You know. Well, thank you very much. Um, yeah. If if nobody has anything else, Kevin, Kyle, Corey, no. Yeah, hopefully I didn't bore people, you know. I was oh, trying no. to think about golfers and just, you know, coming on here and being a stiffy and just talking about, you know, <laughs> no, no science. And, well, right. But, no, you know, this was definitely – oh, go ahead, Kyle, if you got more. No, I just had a question, like, now that you're a, a new like new dad when it comes to, you know, you your seven-month-old, how is it different from you starting – you know, from getting on the golf course last year to, to this year, like, you know, he's been in the league for how many years now, you know, this is life over par. Um, we talk about family, we talk about golf, we can talk about anything. Um, so how's it different from last year when you didn't have your daughter to now? Um, what's that process like getting to the golf course? Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely, I'm, I'm very lucky that, <clears throat> my wife takes care of my daughter, you know, that's like her, her thing. She has her own business. She's self-employed so she can book work. And we, we work really hard together to make a schedule that gets her out and lets her do her business. And also yeah. lets me run my businesses and stuff like that. Um, my wife's very supportive of, she, she kind of knows that I need, I need to do lots right. of things to, to live a fulfilled, happy life. So, and that does, you know, of course, like golf does take us away from our family. Um, it's funny. I just, had a conversation with her this morning and I was like, you know, I'm, I've been working so much, you know, I feel like I really want to get home for bath time. 
That's like my yeah. thing. If I can get home for bath time, you know, with my daughter, rock her to sleep at night, even though she doesn't need me to anymore. It's like those little things, you know, like that's what I really like. But when I do, when I work a lot, I don't get to do that. And she, she, she very, I got to hand it to her. She did this very well. She's like, she's like, well, of all the things in your schedule, what do you think that like, she's like, do you think maybe like, maybe you wouldn't want to do men's league? Because like, you know, there's a, there's a whole evening that you could right. come home. You could satisfy True. this, you know, yeah. whatever. I was like, damn, like hit me hard with that. Like, yeah, you're right. You know, I could, I could not know, <laughs> but I prefer to work less and see my daughter more that <laughs> way. Yes. You know? um, so, but you know, we have, we have our goals and student debt and all that stuff. So it's, you know, it's, I got, I'm going to work my whole life no matter right. what I do at this point. But yeah, it's, it's definitely been uh, a little bit more like, I feel like when the guys get, when the, the, the duo that we're playing, arrives mm-hmm. really late and like we tee off last out of all mm-hmm. the people going like that just grinds my gears it's like just try to you know but i get it yeah. everybody has different life you know it's mm-hmm. like i make my own schedule so i can i get there and do nine ahead of league every every week and that's a a blessing and something that i'm able to do um you're one of those guys so, you're one of those great. guys get a good yeah. nine yeah. practice in yeah okay. yeah yeah i gotta get out there and waggle 50 <laughs> 45 to 50 times. <laughs> well, shout out to your yeah. wife there for doing what she does at uh, helping right. you out like mm-hmm. that, allowing you to still play out, you know, go play golf. Um, yeah. You guys know how it is. I mean, you gotta, yeah. gotta have the support from your family and it does kind of suck when you're, for sure. when you're not there for your own selfish reasons, but right. Yeah, for sure. You guys all, have, do you all have kids? No. Okay. Not no. me. Kyle and Kevin do. Okay. Yep. How old are your children? Mine okay. are uh, three and two. Okay. And I kind of I kind of stopped league just because I couldn't uh, put them to bed on Sunday night, and then I wouldn't see them again until I got to work on Tuesday. But I don't set my own schedule, so right. I was going from work yeah. to the golf course, and they were in bed when I got home. But when they're older, That's, I'll be back on league. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I like to hear yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. My son just turned one and just going the league that we have here. Um, it's just like a men's league, but it's 18 holes. So, I mean, that's wow. a whole, that's half day of, right. you know, doing all your things. And, and I work, you know, obviously work, you know, five days a week. Um, so you're taking half a day of um, family time to do that. Right. And, and, wife is very supportive and wants me to play golf and wants me to, you know, she knows that that's kind of an outlet for me. Right. Um, but then again, it's like, I, I played in it a, a couple of times and I just remember on like the 12th hole, I'm like, all right, how many, like how many holes we got left? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I want to get home. Like, I'm like, I'm like, like, is he napping? I'm like, like, all right. And right. this is, I mean, he's, you know, between this time and this time, he's usually sleeping. So, all right. Um, how are you doing? Or, is he up yet? Did you, did you feed him lunch? Did you give him the golf club? I told you to after his nap, like, just like little <laughs> stuff like this, um, kind of made it, you know, where you see the bigger picture and it actually played better because I wasn't even worried about my game. I was more worried about, you know, I, I was more worried about them. Right. Um, and being home for a bath time and, and stuff yeah. like that and being home for, for dinner. And, um, at my house, we make it a really big, um, deal that we, we, we sit down at least five, like we try and sit down literally at least five times a week for dinner. Nice. Um, and we'll make our stuff and, and we'll have Logan here in our high chair and um, kind of go from there. But uh, 
that's kind of the base that we like to yeah yeah you gotta have that time for sure yeah it's definitely difficult but i'd like you said you know it's like <clears throat> if you have a spouse that's supportive or if you personally like kevin i mean that's pretty big of you to be like i need to just be home you know yeah that that was a very non-selfish thing to do you're making me sort of feel like shit you're you're the dude for sure <laughs> but no i get it that's cool it's, it's definitely fun having family and trying to you know keep up hobbies and life it's nuts yeah. nuts being an adult isn't it yeah yeah, it's terrible. I, I do. I have a little bit less of the adulting, given I have uh, no kids, so uh, a little easier on me. I can play pretty much whenever I feel like it, kind of. So I guess sure. I got it kind of lucky that. for that. But yep. um, everybody has their time. You know, it'll it'll come into your life when yeah. the time is right. So yep, I basically sure. spent all of the first half plus a year of my twenties in school still, you know, I never really stopped. So <clears throat> for me, I felt like I got a late start on meeting somebody that I want to start a family with. I got a late start on, I missed out on, you know, like those, you know, from I started school at 21 and I, well, obviously 18, I went straight from into high school into undergrad, got a bachelor's degree in Michigan and then went straight into chiropractic college, which is, you know, the beginning of uh, 11 to the end of 14. And then, moved straight out here and started work. And, you know, I mean, it's just like, right. So after all that, you know, really the perspective for me was like, I got to get myself to a place where I'm not living in stress. And then I can yeah. just like, you know, anything else falls into place after that. If you just get to that point where being out of stress is your number one priority, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. life really opens up for you after that. So yeah. you just gotta, can't put yourself in that situation. If golf isn't golf league, isn't working out cause you got a couple kids. That's the thing to do. Yeah, that or yeah. Being, being too expensive or anything like that. It's right. Just, right. Uh, yep. For sure. Yeah. Well, to wrap this cool, up, guys. to wrap this up, is yeah. there anything, Corey, that uh, you would like to say to end the podcast, um, whether it's about work, golf, or anything really? Just drink two beers only, waggle <laughs> often. Cup if you want to talk to your doctors first. I mean, what, else, what else could there be? You know, that's a <laughs> you got to have healthy joints. Yeah, that's right. Just right. take a healthy joint into consideration once in a while. Okay, awesome. And get adjusted. Go get adjusted. All right. You might get a plug a Claire chiropractor if yep. that's cool. Go Dr. ahead, Dr. Kristen Heinz. If you guys are local to where these guys are doing this podcast, Kristen Heinz mm -hmm. is the bomb she is one of the best and most passionate chiropractors i've ever met her technique is gentle and exciting she does all sorts of stuff she treats everything um, and she takes care of people um <clears throat> with the best of her abilities which is 100 percent awesome so especially pregnant don't women don't have a car yeah pregnant women i mean kids my Jesus, wife went she to does her. it all yep yeah good good yeah so if i could plug her uh practice you know here for free. Awesome. We'll, we'll allow yeah. it. We'll send her the bill. Yeah, great. We'll, we'll send her the bill. Send her yeah. the bill. <laughs> we know where the office right. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, cool guys. I really appreciate you having me on here. Yeah. And, uh, I look forward to listening to hundreds of more episodes. All right. Well, thank you for being on. Uh, this was probably the most educational podcast we'll have, <laughs> but uh, we'll see how sure. we, how we transition into more and more guests. Maybe we'll have a few yeah. more pretty educational people. There you go. We'll there see. Go. But, yeah. uh, Thank you for being awesome. on. We'll talk to you again later. 
Okay. Very we'll good, you. gentlemen. See you, Kyle. Kevin. Right. See you. We'll see you guys. Later.